2: From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. After a dramatic Saturday in Brazil, Valtteri Bottas has beaten Max Verstappen to finish first, claiming pole position for the final F1 sprint of the season. Carlos Sainz finished up third after overtaking both Perez and Verstappen on lap one. Before the sprint, we received the long-awaited outcome from the stewards' investigations, one into Lewis Hamilton over a DRS infringement and a second investigation into Max Verstappen for a Park Fermi violation after he was seen touching Hamilton's rear wing at the end of yesterday's qualifying session. As a result, Lewis was disqualified from qualifying, a session which he had set the fastest lap in and as a result was due to start P1 for today's sprint, but instead was required to start at the back of the grid P20. Meanwhile Verstappen was fined €50,000 for breaking parc Fermi rules. Despite the P20 start, Hamilton was on fine form this afternoon and made his way up to P5 in the 24-lap sprint, but will start P10 tomorrow as a result of his grid penalty for replacing his ICE. There is a lot to discuss today, and I'm thankfully joined by Alex Kellanorkas, Autosports Grand Prix editor, to discuss it all. Uh, Alex, my first instinct is to get straight into the discussion about the sprint results, but I think that we should actually unpack this chronologically, because yesterday, as we were signing off the podcast, uh, we got the breaking news that Lewis was under investigation, and then obviously everyone was awake. Anyone in the UK was awake for hours and hours, (laughs) refreshing, 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 waiting for more news. Uh, then we got the news that Max was also under investigation. And then we were also told that we wouldn't hear anything until this morning. Of course, we now have all of the outcomes of that. But can you just talk us through what we've had over the last 24 hours in terms of these investigations? Uh, first with Lewis and then and then Max. Max is a little simpler, I guess.
0: Yeah, hello, Ariana, and hello to the listeners. Yeah, it's been, well, what, what a 24 hours we've had. It's been packed with controversy. I mean, as if this... As if this ultra tight, ultra competitive, sometimes ultra toxic uh, title battle—if you consider the two uh, two fan bases involved, particularly on social media—but anyway, um, yeah, it's 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 just it's just had it already. Didn't didn't seem to need it, but it but it did. I mean, in terms of the investigations, they were absolutely uh, warranted on both fronts, so both Verstappen and Hamilton. But yeah, you're right. I think approaching things chronologically probably a good idea, considering it it sort of has a direct impact on the uh, the sprint race uh, grid and the sprint race. Sprint race result after that. So yeah, with um, with almost with I think it's it's, it's better to, to talk about Max Verstappen first because the actual the actual offence or the actual issue in terms of the two, uh, two at stake. His, his occurred first in that he qualifies second behind Lewis Hamilton. He's comprehensively beaten four tenths of a second. Wow, what a magnificent um, performance by Lewis Hamilton. But what a massive gap which shows you how good the Mercedes was in those conditions. The sort of the cloud cover, if you, if you think back to yesterday and Friday qualifying, um, really hurts the Red Bull because not only is Mercedes' rear tyre or rear end weakness reduced in the, in the cooler conditions, but actually the uh, Red Bull understeers a lot. And especially... Um, when it's pushing hard, that was why Verstappen was saying, oh, my tyres were overheating, that's why they're gone. You know, it just exaggerates the gap between them. Plus the fact that Ham- Hamilton had that new internal combustion engine, which means he drops five places for tomorrow's race. That will have given him a bit of a boost. Mercedes quite tight-lipped on how much it does It does give Red Bull calculators at about a couple of tenths of a second. So yeah, Verstappen could have got closer in ideal conditions for Red Bull but also, you know, things working well at Mercedes with that new engine. Also the fact he Hamilton could well have been running in a higher power mode. You know, he's only a couple of races at the end of the season now. The team has talked about that degradation occurring. That's why, it, you know, within the internal combustion engine, that's why it needs to keep replacing them. Well, You know, now he's got a bigger pool and less time to run. Maybe he can just push it that little bit harder. Who knows? But anyway, that's almost tangential to what happened in that Verstappen qualifies second behind by that massive amount, gets out of his car, touches his own rear wing. Then there's obviously the various fan videos and the the onboard camera from Fernando Alonso's car shows. He goes up and does exactly the same thing to Lewis Hamilton's car. Um, Then he walks away and everything happens uh, plays out as as expected as normal there's there's no sign that anything's amiss until suddenly Lewis Hamilton is under investigation for his car having failed the FIA's checks post qualifying and specifically what that related to was the DRS and how much it's allowed to to open and when it is fully open they test it twice when it's closed it can only be I think off the top of my head I think it's 10 millimetres the gap you know the gap between the two planes when it's shut and then when it's open um, it's a maximum of 85 millimetres and they have this uh, there's there's various videos doing the rounds with these sort of um, circular, sort of flat circle probe that they use to, to force, uh, to, uh, to try and force the probe or, or the circular bit at the end between the two bits of the rear wing when it's open. And if it can get through, then that's a breach of the rules because it's exactly at 85 millimeters. Um, and that's a problem. That's a real big problem because, you know, if, if the wing is opening more than is allowed, there is a potential performance benefit. And how much is rear wing was found to be doing that? So, obviously, immediately under um, investigation, the car gets um, sort of seized, effectively, by the FIA. And they checked it all out. The, the team was summoned to defend itself, um, which it did overnight. That was when the videos emerged of what was happening or what Verstappen was doing. So, he was summoned uh, to appear on Saturday morning, which he did. And the stewards adjourned the case because they were just like, there's going to be more information coming in the morning. They wanted to get, a, you know, to be fair, you know, with, with all the implications of the title fight on the line, they needed to get all the full facts before making a decision. And what they decided was that Well, they accepted Mercedes' explanation that the part was damaged. So Mercedes saying that their mechanics down there when the tests were being performed spotted that the the wing was damaged and that in their point of view, it was actually causing a performance disadvantage. It was the opposite of what you would assume uh, was going on with the rear wing opening too much. It was only occurring on one side. All their designs, which they supplied to the FAA, said, "Look, we're not. We are not using this to gain a performance benefit and the stewards." Accept that, and of course, of course, they they would. We should. Um, I don't think there was no and there's no no insinuation that Mercedes was deliberately cheating. Um, although, having said that, Max Verstappen is insisting that the reason why he went and touched the rear wing of Hamilton's car is because he had suspicions about it flexing at high speed, which is obviously a big debate between the two teams because it. It's been going back and forth throughout the season. Mercedes was accusing Red Bull's car of doing that. The, you know, the the, the 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 pillar at the back of the car um, in the early race of the season. That sort of there was a big clampdown at the French Grand Prix uh, and things like that. It's, it's a real hot button topic because there's you know there's so much there's there's downforce to be gained and drag to be shedded on the straights. That's why these that what the wings are doing at top speed is of vital importance in such a close battle between the two teams. Before the Hamilton decision comes out, Verstappen is fined 50,000 pounds, sorry, 50,000 euros as a result uh, of what he did, um, which I frankly think was was one of the stupidest things he's done all season. I think, um, yeah, you you can argue that this whole Inspector Seb, you know, with Sebastian Vettel doing it over the years, yeah, it's pretty harmless. But to physically go and touch anything in those those conditions yeah yeah it's 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 really it's it's really strange i don't you know you, you could argue oh well, it's harmless what they're doing you know it takes quite a lot to damage a formula one car with the cars in you know with the loads involved that they go through but completely needless from the outside you know why why go and do that why risk something which okay at that stage you didn't know how much was going to be under investigation but just why do it why why leave yourself open to the possibility of getting a sporting sanction if he'd also been you know given a grid penalty with a sprint race or even thrown out of qualifying there seems to be no doubt to be doing it okay maybe he was highlighting it okay fine go and do what Vettel does get, get his face right in it and have a look at it maybe make his point that way but do not physically touch the car but anyway so it's, it's that that's gone now you know Verstappen explaining yeah after after the sprint race he said yeah I did have these suspicions about what was going on I still have those suspicions about what they're doing um so that's what he was looking at but yeah don't touch the car and I think this the stewards have basically said because there's no precedent we're just finding you but basically the wording of their decision says if anybody does it again there's going to be some more severe penalties and you would expect a sporting consequence of doing that uh, not long after that it's just about um, two and a half hours before the sprint race started it was revealed that hamilton had been disqualified from the, quali- from the qualifying results and effectively as i said earlier the stewards accepted mercedes explanation that the part was broken and mercedes are quite annoyed about this because they say that in any normal circumstance you would be allowed to fix that part but th- th- on this occasion rather than allowing them to fix the part the stewards have decided to, to to sanction them severely, and it's kind of a, a strange scenario in that by, but both the stewards say both interpretations are correct. Yes, it's unfortunate. We accept that the part is broken, or there's also there's also a certain small suggestion that perhaps the parts weren't done up correctly. That that I think that's in the stewards' document. So you know that they are aware that something has gone amiss, and they say you know it's, it's it's a case of something gone wrong. However, by the letter of the law it has to be a disqualification because he's failed those technical checks and it's very similar to Sebastian Vettel losing his second place in Hungary because Aston Martin wouldn't want, you know, they wouldn't want the fuel to be leaking out of the car, of course they wouldn't, but he still didn't have enough um, a fuel to provide a fuel sample. So it is, to use um, Jake Boxall, legs excellent pun, it is an open shut case regarding the DRS. Because he failed the test, he's thrown out of qualifying. Um, I know that won't be easy to accept for many um, people and totally understandably, but it is one of those things. I think Mercedes are are annoyed, but but they do accept it. You know, they, they say they could have appealed the decision and Hamilton would have lined up on the front row of the grid for the sprint race. But in doing so, they risked, if they lost that appeal, losing all of his points of the weekend. So they decided even though they make the case that it was unfortunate something is broken and there was no performance advantage gained they just have to take it on the chin and race from there and and what a race that set up
2: it did indeed uh it was a very exciting sprint actually uh thank you for clarifying all of those investigations because yeah sorry, I, yeah. I went
0: on for a fair bit my apologies yeah but there but was there a quite a lot to unpack. dig into
2: yeah there was quite a lot there um and yeah, it was it was a long waiting game to get those results. Uh, but onto the sprint for today. So as we've said, Lewis had to start P20. Uh, Max then started P1. But ultimately, it was Bottas that came back as the winner slash pole <laughs> sitter. Fantastic start from him. What did you make of his performance? So he did exactly what Mercedes would have needed him to do in that position
0: he did he did he really did the, the performances that I say this flippantly but the performances Bottas has been putting in lately since it was announced he will be leaving for 2022 you make it make, makes you wonder why he wasn't able to do this more consistently uh, before that maybe he would have held on to his drive but anyway that is uh, that is a by the by issue and, and shouldn't take away from what an excellent performance he put in uh, he put in today he actually made up for an underperformance in qualifying you know really it should have been two Mercedes uh, top in qualifying um, yesterday and he should have been starting on pole for the print race but made a couple of mistakes on both of his runs um, so made more than made up for that today as said Ariane he's the perfect wingman for Lewis Hamilton in that scenario because he beats Max Verstappen and it's really interesting I, I noticed that Mercedes is spending a lot of time in both FP1 and then today in FP2 concentrating on the soft tyres which is a strange thing to be doing considering that you know that I think tomorrow especially maybe we'll talk about this later when the, the, it's really expected to be really hot with, the, with the, the race second race starting a little bit earlier and just it being a hotter day generally in Sao Paulo those soft tyres aren't going to be seen at all I think they'll start on the mediums go on to the hards and and that'll be the end of it that favours Red Bull. But anyway, separate issue. Valtteri Bottas takes the soft tyres um, for the sprint race because he said that what they found out in FP1 was that the soft tyres were holding up much better than expected. And they also, of course, give a big performance advantage at the start of the race, which is where he won the sprint race. Mercedes were like, we've got one chance to get ahead of Max. And I think that's right. I think if he had stayed ahead on the first lap, I think Verstappen is gone. Uh, he started on the medium tyres, but... It just seemed as expected. They didn't fire up as well. Uh, Bottas, um, Verstappen. It seemed if you look at the off, uh, overhead uh, camera shot, Verstappen made a better reaction to the lights, pulled away first. But Bottas's grip was was much much better. Verstappen was also having a big problem with his gear sinking, you know, costing him momentum and costing him what time. What was speed. that
2: issue? I was going to ask you that. What do we know any more about that gear shift issue that he mentioned, and whether that's an issue that we expect to see the rest of the weekend or?
0: It's the sort of thing I think the team um, will be able to will be able to sort out in terms of it, it all related to the very complex starting procedures that these the, these cars have. But it, it has something that Verstappen has noted uh, before on the Red Bull, so no doubt they'll be they'll be going back and looking at their procedures and, and and telling him what to do for the Grand Prix tomorrow because he has had some excellent starts this year. So it's just the sort of thing that does rear his head from time to time. But yeah, it's just as he's going up through the gears, things just just not. Moving is as quickly as seamlessly as they're designed to do, um, but yeah, with uh, but 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 anyway, in any case, that you know the, the soft tire performance really did seem to make the difference because of what happened with Carlos Sainz Jr. He starts down, uh, he starts in fifth, and another excellent qualifying result um, should have been sixth, of course, because of uh, Hamilton beating you know Hamilton um, topping qualifying and then being thrown out. But he was he was well ahead, launched uh, ahead of Pierre Gasly, who's also on the softs, and Sergio Perez as well. And in fact, that once Bottas has beaten Verstappen out of turn one and 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 led him through turns two. And three science is soft, uh, or the advantage from science is soft is so great that he's alongside Verstappen and gets ahead of him at turn four. Verstappen even going off the track and uh, and and really um hitting the curbs hard as he rejoins. So, um, so yeah, that that decision really really paid off for both Bottas and for science and uh, for science in particular. He spotted that the, the temperatures on the grid just dropped, they, they, they in the last even the last minute or so they dropped by almost a full degree, and that was what he said, right that's what I'm doing. I'm going, I spotted that the temperatures were coming down. I'm going for the softs because I think I'll be able to uh, to make them last longer in the cooler conditions and so it proved he holds off Sergio Perez to the end.
2: He did and he did a fantastic job of that as well. Do you think that the Ferrari should feel confident after that performance from him going into the race tomorrow or do you think that when it comes to the race tomorrow uh, they maybe will have a bit more to consider in terms of the batter that they're going to have and obviously the softs as we've said we're not necessarily expecting uh, to be used in the same sort of way tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think it's more um it's more important to look at what happened with Charles Leclerc. He finishes uh, down in seventh. Obviously, he gets overtaken by the the roaringly recovering Lewis Hamilton, but more crucially by Lando Norris. Now, um, Leclerc was on the medium tyres compared to for Ferrari gave the drivers um, a, a choice of of what tyres to use, and he went for the mediums. Um, but basically, I think the, the falling temperatures just caught him out that little bit. And you do wonder whether that probably happened with the Red Bull, because um, with Red Bull as well, as I as I said, you know, as the cooler temperatures kick in. It hurts the Red Bull, um, and it just seemed. The said he, he lost the, the window, the, t- the tire operating window, couldn't get the grip right, and that's meant, that meant that Norris was Norris was able to to battle by him. And you know that, that that's a that's a key thing because the fight between those two teams is so is so tight for, for third place in the Constructors Championship. But at least for Ferrari, science will be starting a long, long uh, way ahead, and um, well, not a long, long way ahead, but a couple of a couple of key important spots. And amongst them, um, you know, the leading teams, the Red Bull. And the Mercedes at the front of the grid for the Grand Prix, um, so yes, yeah, so I think um, hotter temperatures will help Ferrari, um, and they should be encouraged by yeah by how science was able to cope on those signs because it's the tire management demands. You know, it's, it's turn six and turns eleven at this track where they've got to be really really careful. He was able to keep those soft tires alive, so that should translate into doing a similar thing on the on the harder compounds tomorrow.
2: Right. Let's now talk about Lewis uh, because. That was a very strong performance from him. And actually at the end of the sprint, that's what most people came away talking about uh, as opposed to our top three. Uh, 24 laps up to P5. Just talk us through that drive today because he was really, really on fine, fine form
0: he certainly was he certainly was you know I think um, I think the Mercedes advantage over the rest of the cars is uh, in terms of all the other cars apart from Red Bull is 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 massive here there's, there's no denying that as I said earlier that that new engine will have been giving him a significant performance boost but he still had to go he still had, you know he still had to make things come to him you know to a certain degree you do make your own luck in these scenarios and he got stuck in I mean I think if you want to sum up just how good Lewis Hamilton's drive was today look at his move on Lando Norris it's for what he can only get from that position he can only get one spot higher knowing of course that because he's he's going to drop back five more places from wherever he finishes tomorrow. So you know he it was the it was the move that decided whether he'd start tenth or start eleventh. It's much of a muchness. He's not really going to make a huge amount of difference tomorrow. But he still went for it, and it was it was a it was the best move of all of it them. Was. You know, it was a series. There was a series of you know he has a great first lap as well. He charges through loads of different cars. Um, and then it's, it's DRS pass after DRS pass. You know, it was like, oh, will he be able to get past Ricardo when Bottas got stuck in Mexico? Yes, he was. Did the same for Alonso, Vettel, Ocon, Gasly. It looked very, very easy. Uh, Leclerc, when he finally caught him into Turn 4, it was, it was was he was just gone. It was like the Ferrari wasn't even there. It was a minor inconvenience for Hamilton. That's how scintillating his charge was. But with Norris, it, you know, it was different. He he was quite far back. He had that one opportunity and he absolutely nailed it. Yeah, brilliant drive um, from Lewis Hamilton. I think um, in terms of uh, my Grand Prix driver ratings I have to do, uh, for every race I mean obviously tomorrow Yeah, what happens tomorrow will have a big impact on things but right now it is the maximum 10 you know he didn't have any impact on what that DRS was doing when it got damaged he still topped qualifying and he, he did absolutely the maximum he could do today so yeah what a fine fine performance from Hamilton
2: Absolutely. And of course, we had the team radios after. Uh, Very, very happy both Toto and Bono jumping on the radio. Uh, You could tell how much it meant to them. Uh, But looking ahead to tomorrow, of course, it's the race. It's longer. Uh, We've already touched on the tyres already. How do you expect that he will fare given that he's starting P10 and he is going to again have to do more of that making up positions? We know that the car is evidently strong here. But how easy do you think he will be able to do it tomorrow when it's actually you know the full long the long race
0: uh, yeah I mean it will probably be a little bit harder to get through the field because I think I don't think I don't think I think we should underestimate just how much the driver's do that risk reward um calculation in their heads when the sprint race because that's that's the reason why most of the sprint race in silverstone and most of the sprint race in monza was pretty boring and really if hamilton starts on pole i think today would have been pretty boring as well um the drivers they just they know there's why risk what happened between the alfa romeo drivers where one tiny touch spins can you like and down the way down the order and that's going to make things much much harder for him tomorrow so i think there was probably a certain amount of, oh, we're not going to fight this Mercedes as hard as we can, but they probably also knew it was much, much faster uh, in any case. But, you know, you would think, logically thinking that it will be a little bit more difficult tomorrow because drivers got nothing to lose. They've got no subsequent grid spot to worry about. Um, but equally, the Mercedes performance advantage is so massive. I don't see any reason why he won't come through the field from tenth. I think um, the, the 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 absolute minimum um, will be will be fourth place. I don't think Science will be able to hold up a uh, whole period behind um, for the duration of the Grand Prix tomorrow. Um, and I think Hamilton it will be you know be, assuming there is no um, you know unfortunate DNFs through through crashes or through um, you know reliability problems, it will be the two Mercedes cars and the two Red Bull cars um at the head of the order in what order i don't know you would think again thinking logically It'll be Bottas versus Verstappen, where I think Bottas will have a much much harder time keeping Verstappen behind, especially when you know there will be pit stops in the race tomorrow. I think Red Bull will be able to or will be aiming to use the you know the, the tactics there to try and get their driver ahead, um, because it was getting stuck in that dirty air that Verstappen felt. That's why right. he really didn't get a chance to, to you know to, to make a move today. So it will it will be the exact um, you know the exact reverse in terms of Perez and Hamilton. I don't see any reason why Hamilton won't be able to. At least get close to him to make himself a threat strategically potentially no position is is you know is, is out of the question for lewis hamilton tomorrow judging by by what we saw today however i do i would expect that you know it will be more of a case of verstappen versus bottas and can perez keep hamilton behind if he can't or maybe even if he can maybe 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 perez is right with the, with the top two um if he presuming assuming he gets past science quite quickly tomorrow because that's the reason why Perez ended up finishing so far back today was he couldn't pass science. So that's assuming that he does. Um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly going to be another interesting race tomorrow.
2: It is indeed. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the sprint got me excited for the full thing tomorrow but looking ahead to tomorrow's race what do you think in terms of strategy and tyre choices for the drivers what do you reckon we will see
0: uh, yeah I think it's going to be really interesting on the on the strategy front tomorrow because basically I think with the much much hotter conditions that are expected to come and as, as I said with the, with the earlier start time for the second race you know more towards the middle of the day I think it's probably going to be a two stop race I think you know you, you could try and risk a one stopper but I just think with the fact that both Mercedes and Red Bull are going to need to go aggressive in their choices whether that's trying to get a car ahead or maintain track position I think two stops is going be um, is going be um, uh, uh, the most likely way things will go I think all three compounds could well you know ha- be a factor um, Mercedes has a lot of data on that soft tires but equally it's used quite a lot of them all the way through the weekend so that probably indicates they'll be going with the mediums and the hards um you know for the majority of the race but yeah it, it is gonna be it's 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 gonna be interesting I think it should be quite an exciting race tomorrow because you have the fact that Lewis Hamilton has to do a lot of overtaking, you have the fact that, you know, Max Verstappen will be wanting to get ahead at the start, so the start could well be another flashpoint. Um and then it will it will it will drop down to it to, to a strategy race and it could be very tense and very exciting on that front as well. Well, hopefully anyway.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed. Now we are coming to the end of time. Uh there was a lot of great action actually in today's sprint. Of course, we've touched on the main points, but we also saw Lando and Charles going wheel to wheel fifth. There were some There were some drivers who lost out though. Daniel Ricciardo and Fernando Alonso both started in the top 10, but ended up. 11th and 12th respectively meanwhile as Alex touched on Kimi Raikkonen had contact with Antonio Giovinazzi and spun and that just dropped him entirely down the order uh, setting him up for a bit more of a difficult day tomorrow but before I let you go Alex I want your predictions for tomorrow's podium I know that you've said you're you think it's going to end up being that top four Mercedes and Red Bull but who do you think will actually make it onto the podium spot and in what in which order?
0: Just off the top of my head, I think with everything we've seen before, with the expectation of those hotter temperatures and considering the drivers involved and considering where Lewis Hamilton is starting, I think the podium will be Max Verstappen wins this race, followed by Lewis Hamilton, but only because Bottas lets him through because that's just what what the situation dictates. I think Hamilton will, will easily recover to third, but I think at that point, very possibly Verstappen will already be gone, so Mercedes waves him through. And, um, and yeah that, that, w- that would be my guess whether that happens or not I'm most often wrong when it comes to these predictions and uh, yeah I'd be very interested to see what does shake out
2: oh I can't wait to see how it all pans out tomorrow thank you so much for joining me Alex thank you everyone for listening we'll be back tomorrow with our extended post-race podcast so make sure you join us then thank you
1: Well, a huge thanks to today's sponsor for bringing the show to you for free. They are Party Casino, your first choice for sports betting. And, of course, Formula One, who will be the winner next time out? Who's your favourite? Who's the outsider? And who might you want to bet on? You can, of course, bet on this year's Drivers' Championship as it goes down to the wire. But not just Formula One. Check out the sports section of Party Casino for the Premier League, Championship, Bundesliga or La Liga, or maybe all about tennis, horse racing or MotoGP, any one of 39 different sports in Party Casino. And hit the slots with the full Party Casino experience with jackpot slots, the best Vegas games, roulette in the live casino, and of course, blackjack as well. PartyCasino.com has now got a safer gambling section on the homepage so you can play while staying safe, learn how betting works, and manage the time you spend online. So when you're ready, let's get the party started with 50 free spins on Starburst. How do you do it? You go to autosport.com slash partycasino in three easy steps. Sign up, make a deposit of 10 quid, and enjoy 50 free spins. That's autosport.com slash partycasino, open to UK residents over 18 years old. Read full terms and conditions at partycasino.com, and please gamble responsibly. reach new career heights with university of maryland's robert h smith school of business flexible mba and ms options gmat and gre not required learn more at go.umd.edu slash smith school university of maryland smith school of business inspired fearless unstoppable
2: sports social podcast network
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win